This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Good afternoon, everyone. How are you doing today? Well, it is about time. I am finally adding a new section to my online course called How to Get Started, One Rental at a Time. And this is the intro video welcoming you to this new section. I had originally planned to put hours and hours into material and kind of launch it all at once. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to add content as I create it. I am going to add content from other experts I find as I create it. And as you will see in my course today, if you are one of my students, we have already loaded material from Jason Pritchard. He talks about how he has used private money uh, to blow up his business. He has also been gracious enough to include a sample of his credibility package. Uh, Jason was nice enough to record a 30-minute presentation for you on just the topic of private money, how he uses it in his business, how he uses it as kind of that gasoline to do more and more business. So what I'm going to do as content is created, I'm going to load it into the course. If you're one of my students, it's just going to show up one day. And then when I'm done, when I feel this section is done, I might raise the price. Today, my course, How to Get Started One Rental at a Time is $199. It will stay there until I am done with this private money section. I suspect in all reality, it will probably take me 30 or 45 days, maybe 60 days, because I am collaborating with other individuals and timeframes always don't work out. But this, the course may rise in price. But until then, you can look for new videos, new content, new collaborations around how to leverage private money, how to raise it, how to use it, what not to do, all of that good stuff. What you're going to see in this particular presentation is kind of my intro. What do I think about private money? How have I used private money two different times in my investing career? Once in 2010 to acquire dozens and dozens of homes. And then what did I do in 2018 to raise millions and millions of dollars? You'll see in this presentation I'm about to go through what I did. You will see that I am anchored on a couple of key principles. Uh, I don't believe in maximum leverage. I don't believe in borrowing 100%. I believe you or I in this case owe it to your investors to do your homework, document your success. You really got to put your private investors comfort, right? They got to feel secure both in the deal, but also in you, like you know what you are doing. So let me just bring up my first intro presentation. This is, this is episode one of the private money course. Videos loaded right behind this is Jason Pritchard. And make sure you download his credibility package because it's the best I have seen. I build my credibility differently. There is no one right answer. But the idea is you have to have credibility. You have to document what you know. You have to document the process. And yes, 
I'm even talking to the individuals that haven't done a deal yet. If you're following my course, think about the power and the knowledge that you have got from looking at your market every day. You've looked at dozens of properties every day for 30, 60, 90 days. There is gold in them numbers. Document why property one is better than property seven and why property seven is better than property 15. As you learn your market, your asset type, your little part of the real estate world, you will gain experience. You will understand what a good or great deal is. And that's value. So let me bring up the presentation, really share with you what I think private money is. Make this a little bigger for you. So first and foremost, what I want to say about private money, private money is rocket fuel and it must be respected. When I think about rocket fuel, in my experience, not a rocket scientist, but really I see rocket fuel as one of two things. It can either take you to the moon or out of space or wherever that wants to go, or it blows up on the tarmac spectacularly. There's really no kind of middle ground. So I believe you must respect private money. I respect rocket fuel. Another analogy I've been playing with is a race car. I'm not sure I would jump, jump in a Formula One race car and just take it out to max red line and see what happens. I'd probably end up in the wall. So again, what I'm here to tell you is yes, private money is a key to our success or my success, but you must respect it. It can hurt you. It can blow up relationships. Private money is most often borrowing from people that are in your inner circle or at least one deviation away. You know them well. You want to do right by them. So please, yes, private money is powerful. Yes, it can go bad. So respect the process, do the work, do the homework, all those things. I believe you don't get private money and then learn. I believe you learn and then do private money. If you're into this section of the course, remember what section one and two were. It was all about learning your market. If you have no money or you have very little money, realize private money can be an option, but you must learn. You must document your process. You must document what you were learning. You don't go, God, I went to a $99 real estate seminar and they talked about this or that. Man, if I only had 40 grand, I'd be a king or queen. Nope, that's not how it works. Again, would you go to your mom and borrow 40 grand or your dad and borrow 40 grand and not have a plan? Please remember, and I'm going to say it again, you don't get private money and then learn. You learn and then get private money. I believe one must document and share their knowledge and experience to attract private money. You can do this lots of different ways, not to steal Jason's thunder, but what he did is he went to real estate meetups and he asked the organizers to present on different topics. And I will leave his closing, man, his last couple of minutes, his closing, powerful, right? That little, little thing, it's got him millions of dollars. I, back in 2010, I had a website. It was just called wealthbuildingpro.com. I wish I saved it, but I long since stopped paying the uh, fee or whatever it's called.
But what I did is I started documenting every house we were buying. I, and I called them fun names. This is the gumball gumball house. Cause it was a weird color. This is the um, squatter house. This is the, you know, I don't know, the tower house. They would all have cute names and they'd all have pictures. And then I'd write up a story and then I'd write actuals and plans. And it would just become a long, just a long blog post is the best way I could say it. And by the time I'd done 10, 11, 12 of these, people started asking me questions. People in my inner circle, people I worked with. Never had, I never had to ask for private money. They always came to me. And realize, in this case, yes, I was doing those deals. But again, if you don't have the money to close them, document, document, document. Document what you're doing. Walk through properties with your phone or a camera if you have it. Hey, guys, this is property 123 Pine Street. I think this is a great deal at 177. This is what I'm seeing. Oh, by the way, see the kitchen? It's a little closed in. What we would do is we'd knock away, knock away that wall. We'd have an open flow. Here's, here's a big den. We'd take this. We'd close it off, create a bedroom. I don't know. But you must document your process. And yes, you can document a process even if you have no money. It obviously is a little easier if you have a little money to do one deal. But it's not impossible if you have no money. And then we flipped to 2018. I stopped writing. I'm a pretty atrocious writer. I misspell words. I use the wrong words. Not a strength. But hey, I can talk to a camera. So what did I do? I started creating a YouTube channel. This YouTube channel called One Rental at a Time. And I started talking about deals. I started talking about the 6 and 20 program. People were seeing what other investors were making. And soon enough, my network reached out and said, hey, I've got some money. I want to invest with you. In 2010, everybody wanted 10% interest. 2018, they wanted some of the they wanted some of the money. So I created a 6 and 20 program. So again, you need to document your process, document what you're learning, and with time, with experience, it will come. I believe that attracts private money. I believe again, this is to the person that maybe has no money or very little money. I believe if you spent six months doing what we're doing in this course, how to get started one rental at a time, you would document hundreds of homes. And then if you take that to the next level of doing video and walkthroughs and all of that, right, you're going to have to do some time. You're going to have to spend your time. You will be able to raise private money. I believe the documentation should be several things. One is the actual property, if you can, right? Pictures in 2010 and video in 18. I would talk about, you know, budgets or plans, right? This is what I would do. This is this, this is it. Then I'd get actuals, right? If you do the deal, share actuals. You will see Jason's uh, example of a credibility package in the course. It's, it's in the, his video, right? His video will be next. It, it'll be linked right here. It says downloadable or something. So it is there. Document lessons learned. The biggest part of my success back in 2010 was documenting all the things I got wrong. I mean, I can't tell you the first time we had a sewer line pop back in 2010, because we bought vacant homes that were vacant for a year and a half. Oh, we documented that every time. Oh, had another sewer line pop. We should start budgeting for these. There's just no water and the trees went where they went. So we started documenting it. And again, we gave, gave, gave freely. We asked for nothing. 
We just documented pictures before, afters, real numbers. It was quite the experience. And again, the more you give, the more you're knowledgeable, the more stuff that will come back to you, in my opinion. Again, we have never asked for private money. And as you will see in Jason's presentation, he neither has he as he's gotten uh, more and more experience. It is a treasure, a treat to have a documented history and experience that other people can look up and, and see what's going on. Because again, we are not just coming out of some seminar and saying, hey, I'm excited. I got the real estate bug and now I want to go be you know, the real estate king. No, you know what? I've been looking at real estate every day in my market. And again, if you're taking this course, just think about all the material you'll be looking at. Here are the properties I'm looking at. This is what I know about the market. You just document what you know. And I promise you, as time goes by, the, the private money will get closer and closer and closer. And pretty soon experience We'll meet money, we'll meet opportunity, and everyone will win. I personally believe, this is not a popular opinion. This is just how I roll. I believe you should always have some of your money in the game if you can. If you are not putting money in, you better freaking put some time in and some, you know, some serious sweat equity. I don't want to hear you sitting over here on a private island, you know, not putting any real skin in the game or money. Again, private money, remember, friends, family, these are relationships that are close to you. So again, I believe in putting some money in the game. For me, it's the repair money. For others, it's half the repair money. Figure out what's comfortable to you and to your investors. And this will change over time. As you become more bankable, I promise you, you will be able to borrow more and more money. Maybe in the beginning, you're borrowing 90%, then 100%, then 100% plus repair money. That will grow and change. I still believe even when you're wildly experienced and you could borrow every dollar, I don't like that. I don't like that because I want to at least have some of my money at risk first, right? The people investing with me are looking for a return. Well, first they're looking for the return of their capital. Then they were looking for return on their capital. And I just want to remove any risk by having some of my money at risk first. Not a popular opinion. I know the maximum leverage guys are going to hate me. The people running flip companies that don't have any money in the game are going to hate me. But again, not how I roll. I believe, and this is kind of to the previous point, I believe you need to be ready to lose first. That's one of the reasons I have money in the game. The other thing that's important is even if you maybe a deal gets done and you didn't get the profit you thought, always, always, always make sure the investor gets every single penny they deserve. I'll say that again. Even if a deal does not meet your expectations, you need to make sure that that private investor sees every penny that you promised. No exceptions. Your reputation will trash in your inner circle if somebody doesn't get every penny they were promised when they signed those papers on the paperwork. Always, always, always go through escrow or title or an attorney if you're in one of those states. 
put them, name them on insurance just in case it burns down. No shortcuts. I don't want any handshake agreements. Again, this is not right. We're talking about tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. If you're using tens of thousands of dollars, you borrowed 30 grand from somebody's IRA, do the paperwork. Pay the 1200, 1400 bucks. Do the paperwork. No handshake agreements, no winks and smiles. Let's do the right thing. You are in the business, you are working on real estate and you are working with real money. Get comfortable with the process. The other thing that I believe in is while you are in the hold period, over-communicate with the lender. Something I do is every month that I write the check, I also give them an update on the property. Hey, oh, by the way, uh, property is now vacant. Oh, hey, by the way, we're about 30% through uh, repair. Oh, by the way, we've got, uh, we're waiting for permits. Oh, by the way, it's now done and we're waiting for a tenant. Oh, by the way, congrats, it's in escrow. I hope to have it closed in 30 days, whatever it is over communicate don't take the money and then disappear for six or 12 months i expect at least monthly communications monthly communications monthly communications here's the key to doing the right thing you need to listen to what the lenders want so let me tell you about my experience i had lots of people coming to me in 2010 Looking to, let me see who this is. That was another wholesaler. So let me tell you about 2010. In 2010, people were nervous and Olivia and I were buying. People were asking us questions. We were telling them about the deals. We were, we were sending them to the website, wealthbuildingpro.com. Again, that's where we wrote the blog post way back when. Sorry, doesn't exist. I wish it did. But what happened is then they came to us and said, hey, can I be a part of this? Can I... Can I invest with you? And I said, what do you, what do you want? And they basically said, hey, I'm earning nothing in the bank. And I said, well, you know what? We're paying a private, we're paying hard money, 12% interest. We have a good relationship. We've done 11 or 12 deals with them. I tell you what, if you're okay taking 10%, we will go to you instead of the hard money lender. Everybody said yes. We borrowed millions of dollars and paid 10% happily. We saved money. Oh, by the way, we saved points as well because you know I didn't. I chose not to pay points on my private money. Everybody won. Now, fast forward to 2018. People are watching what I'm doing on YouTube. They're seeing the profit and the 24 flips or whatever we did that first year. They're kind of excited. They're like, how can I get me some? I wish I could flip with you. Well, I said, you know what? Maybe you can. Maybe you can. What if we did this? What if instead of paying you 10% like I did last time, why don't I pay you 6%? And oh, by the way, I will give you 20% of the profit once the desk settles. Everybody said yes. Now, in reality, I could have probably lowered the interest rate up front. I probably could have paid 4%. I probably could have lowered the equity on the backside to 15, maybe 12 or 10. Do what's comfortable for you and for your investors. But six and 20 was enough for me. 
Sure, I could have done lower, but why? Let's make sure those people that are investing with me, friends and family, want to do it again. The joy that I have with my private money lenders, whether they were 2010 or 2018, is all of them will do it again, assuming they haven't committed the capital elsewhere. That's powerful, right? What would happen if I walked across an opportunity that got 20 houses at one time? Now with the background and experience and all the lenders who have profited wildly from our agreements, I could probably get that deal done. That's what you need to look for is listen and create win-win and don't try to ratchet down the, the, the numbers to the, to, the, what? to the minimum they will take. Give them a little extra. In 2010, I'm sure I could have paid 8% and done just fine, but I paid 10. Today, doing a 6 and 20, I bet you I could do a 4 and 15 easy, but that's not what it's about. Let's make sure everybody's happy at the end of the day. You must say no to some private money as you don't need headaches. There are some people that reach out to me. Again, these are friends and family, somebody, some folks I've known for years. And I'm like, dude, I can't. Yeah, I know you have 50K that you want to put to work, but given your lifestyle, you might need that 50K or you might need 10K in three or four months because you buy some other silly toy. If you're going to get into a deal with me, I might hold your money for a year and I'm not going to be able to get you your money back like that. Now, in a true emergency for friends and family, I'd figure it out but I don't want to set that expectation up front. Trust me, you do not want all private money. There are some lenders that will drive you nuts. I, again, over-communicate what's going on, but if you want me to have a phone call every week, I don't need that headache. I just don't need it. I'll go to somebody else. I'm perfectly okay having monthly conversations, but I don't want to have a conversation every Monday. See the difference? Sometimes, sometimes private money comes with strings or headaches or other things that I just don't want to deal with. <clears throat> Again, this is a personal opinion. This is very residential, single family home related, i.e. one rental at a time. I do not recommend pooling investors. Again, this is not about syndications. This is not about apartments. This is not about that stuff. This is, hey, I'm flipping a house. One house, one investor. My experience. I don't need, I don't want the extra paperwork, the extra headache. I don't want those things. Now, granted, that means I can't do that. Granted, that means not all investors can invest with me. For example, if I came across an opportunity that needed a hundred grand and one of my best friends had 50, couldn't take it. Couldn't take it because I would only do a hundred grand in that example. So again, this doesn't make me popular with everyone, but this is just how I believe. I believe if you were to do this, as Jason talks about in his presentations, maybe you have a first and a second. <clears throat> but again, I, I'm not a big fan of that. I think it, um, I just, I'm just not a big fan. Again, if you're going to do syndications to bigger apartment buildings, obviously that's an entire different ball game, SEC requirements, all of that stuff. This is one house, one deal, okay? 
So that's what I have for you in the opening. Again, I'm going to be adding content to this section as I go along. I've already got several presentations ready. We've already got Jason, who is our first contributor, ready to rock and roll. So I'm going to put this video up. It's going to start the section, so it will go live later today. Again, if you're in the course, it's free. If you buy the course before I complete it, it's only $199. In a month, 45 days after I complete it, I haven't decided. I might raise it. I might not. I don't know. But until I'm done, it's only $199. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.